1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Live with Rank Show. Another beautiful day here in Michigan. If you would like to join us, ladies and gentlemen, simply call 269-441-9595. And by the way, if you're not a lady or a gentleman, you could also join us. I don't want to exclude anyone. 269-441-9595. 9 five or you can email me at rank r e as an excellent NK at townsquaremedia.com. and obviously if you have the app of one of the stations you're listening to me on, we can app chat that way. Always got to get that out of the way in the beginning. I have two interviews, man, I've been interviewing a lot recently. I have two interviews coming up. One is at the top of the 10 o'clock hour. Gubernatorial. Candidate in the Republican primary, Kevin Rinke, would like to come on and talk to you guys about this new term limits bill or discussion that's happening out there that's being pushed by former Speaker of the House, Jace Bulger, and Detroit Mayor Michael Dugan. One's a Democrat, Dugan, and one's a Republican, Jace Bolger. In fact, I spoke to Jace just the other day, and he'll be on Tuesday morning. Uh, to discuss this in detail. He's traveling right now, so it's difficult for him to uh, call into the show. So we'll talk to Jace on Tuesday morning about that. At the top of the 11 o'clock hour, I am really happy because I haven't spoken to him in a while. He's a friend of the show. For years has been my economic go-to person. Dr. Gary Wolfram will be calling in. Professor... And head of the economics at Hillsdale College, I asked him to come in to discuss the inflation issue out there. And uh, I don't know if he knows. Maybe I should send him a link. Should have sent him a link. I, I printed a or I published, I should say, a piece this morning titled "Where Does Michigan's Own Representative Rashida Talib Think Inflation Comes From?" It's a hoot. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. So we'll talk to Dr. Wolfram at the top of the 11 o'clock hour and get his perspective on this, this damaging, damaging inflation. And it was all there prior to just recently things going up because of the Ukraine and uh, Russian war, war. Say it as many times you can say it, war. Why? Let me pull this up. See, sometimes I just don't know where I'm going once I turn that mic on. Here it is. The United Nations has warned its staff against referring to Russia's incursion into Ukraine as a, quote-unquote, invasion or a, quote-unquote, war. That's coming from the Irish Times. The international organization, of which many of you know, Russia is a member state, has advised that their employees use the terms conflict, quote-unquote, or military offensive, quote-unquote, When referring to the invasion of Ukraine, really. So yesterday, the war criminal, those who are firing, uh, I would say all their generals, certainly, and anybody involved with their military, right now, war criminals. They fired upon a maternity hospital. Killed, I believe, two uh, moms or nurses and a child. Buried others in rubble. Maternity hospital. Once we get to the Russian issue, the question is, what do we do? Because if you put a madman or maybe he's not a madman, a just an evil person like Putin in the corner, what are you going to do? Trust that his generals and others won't fire the nukes because he will. It means protecting his life. We're in a very, very dangerous time. Should ask yourself, why are we at this time? What is going on here? Why couldn't the Biden administration, along with others in Western Europe, stop this months ago? Now, maybe they couldn't, but certainly why? I don't remember them really deeply trying. And now they send Kamala Harris to Poland? Really? just shows you how non-serious they are in fact newt gingrich was talking about that the other day and i'll bring that up but let's move to some michigan issues right now but i wanted to bring that up about what to call it and i've said this for a long time is people believe do we really still believe the u.n is worth anything what has the u.n done to stop anything to alleviate anything what has the u.n done nothing Honestly, nothing. It's just an idea that they tried and it didn't work. In fact, they work against freedom-loving people. It's time we leave the U.N. as far as I'm concerned. Or tell them to get the heck out of New York. Maybe we'll send somebody to you over in Europe. But the fact that Russia, their military who we all thought was a professional military. Apparently they are not. And Putin are bombing civilians, bombing a maternity hospital. And these guys are worried about, oh, we shouldn't call it an invasion or a war. We should call it a military offensive or we should call it, you know, whatever. Vacation. Now, What's happening here in Michigan, as I always like to cover first, the Republican-led legislature yesterday voted on legislation that will suspend Michigan's 27 cents gas tax, as well as a resolution calling for Whitmer to, quote, support energy independence, end quote. House Speaker Jason Wentworth and Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirky announced the plan yesterday in a joint statement. They're calling on the federal government to put a pause on their 18 cents per gallon federal gas tax also. So, under this legislation that the House was going to vote on yesterday, Michigan's 27.2 cent per gallon gas tax would be removed through the end of the fiscal year or over the next six months. Wentworth said, quote, why in the world would we write a letter to Congress asking for lowering gas prices somehow, someday, when we can just set up, step up and fix it ourselves?" What he's referring to is Whitmer and other governors wrote a letter to the White House and Biden saying, please suspend the federal gas tax for a while, but not our tax. Now, why Wentworth would be surprised, I'm sure he's not. I mean, this is the same Governor Whitmer who was begging for the federal government, begging Trump to give weekly additions of $600 to the unemployed, people who were uh, fired or laid off because of her. But then when Trump said, okay, I, it's now time we're going to reduce it to 300. I'm asking everybody in these states to come up, step up to the plate, and add to it. Whitmer wouldn't add one red cent to help you guys who were unemployed. So why someone would vote for a person or a party that wouldn't help you at your time of need? Trump and the federal government came through and helped you at 600. You remember that? And then he reduced it to 300, and she was asked— to, you know, throw some money into the pot from a state perspective for these people unemployed. And she said no. Same thing here. She's asking the federal government to step up to the plate and uh, postpone or, you know, uh, what's the, suspend the federal gas tax, which is about 18 cents a gallon. But she is not willing to suspend Michigan State gas tax. And we're flush with money. There's so much money everywhere. These people can't spend it fast enough. So that's why in a statement, the Speaker of the House, Wetworth, said, why in the world would we write a letter to Congress asking for lower gas prices somehow, someday, when we just can step up and fix it ourselves? Michigan has billions of dollars in surplus revenue available and one of the nation's highest state fuel taxes. The solution here isn't complicated, end quote. Yes, it is one of the highest. If you remember, it was something like 18, 17, 18, 19 cents. And then all of them jacked it up just a few years ago to the 27.2 cents it's at now. Apparently, they voted and it passed in the House. 63 to 69. There are 55 Republicans, 51 Democrats, and four vacant seats in our house today. 55 Republicans, 51 Democrats. It voted, or it passed 63 to 39. All Republicans voted to give you help. And all but eight Democrats voted not to help you when it comes to the gas prices out there. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, please. Eight Democrats voted to help you when it comes to your gas, and that's to suspend the 27.2 cents per gallon tax. Yes, 27.2 cents per gallon tax. And 43 Democrats said, no, we're not willing to help out Michiganders. What does that tell you guys who vote for Democrats? Because they care about people, right? You're listening to Live with Rank. I appreciate that very much. Many of you, I did, was thinking about that when I was filling up my car the other day at 4.25 dollars a gallon. Hell, I need somebody. Democrats said no. Well, 43 out of 51 said, nah, 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 we're not here to help you eight Democrats and 55 Republicans said, yes, we are here to help you. And that bill passed yesterday in the House and moves on to the Senate. It appears maybe not for a week for what they're saying is administrative and bureaucracy. The Senate will probably pass it and it'll go to Whitmer. And then we'll see. if she will help you guys. But those of you who lean left, I hope you see who's willing to help in your time of need and who's not willing to help in your time of need. And you may say, well, come on, Ray. There must be other reasons that they're not helping Michigan residents, those, the 43 Democrat state reps and the governor. If the governor is asking the federal government to suspend, the 18 cents a gallon federal gas tax to help you guys, then why can't she and her party be behind suspending the state fuel tax to help you guys when they are sitting on billions and billions of dollars? And this, they say, would cost about $750 million over a 6 months pause. So think about that. 750 million over six month pause. They get one point five billion a year on average in gasoline tax, and they still can't fix our damn roads, quote unquote, I'm using Gretchen's words. They still with one point five billion dollars can't fix our roads or bridges or what have you every year? Gas prices are surging to record levels under Biden. According to AAA national average, one gallon of regular unleaded gasoline cost four twenty-five yesterday, surpassing the all-time high of four dollars and eleven cents back in '08. Now you may say, "Well, it has to do," and they'll say, and they are saying, "Because of Russia." No. It, It was hovering up there close in the mid to higher 30s before this happened. But take it, this piece of information, when Biden was seated, it was $2.39 a gallon. And then Whitmer and the Democrats, at least 43 of them here in the state house, refuse to try to help you guys. Two six nine. Four four one nine five nine five. Let's talk about flush with money, Battle Creek. There's many people who live in Battle Creek, are my listeners. W K Kellogg Foundation. I don't know if you know that it's one of the world's largest private philanthropic organizations. Has just granted somewhere in the range of 483 million in grants commitments during the 2021 fiscal year. They have about $8.8 billion in endowment and trust funds. $8.8 billion. They just gave more than $48 million to Battle Creek. Well, they committed that between 2020 and August of 2021. $48 million just to Battle Creek. There's only 53,000 people, I think, who lives in it. On top of that, Battle Creek received $30,545,339 from the world's largest slush fund, or what the Democrats affectionately call ARP, American Rescue Plan, that March deal. So in one year, the city of Battle Creek, with 50-something thousand people, received somewhere in the... $79 Seventy-nine million dollars given to them. Fact: Battle Creek Inquirer in July of last year wrote this. Michigan public schools are expecting a big boost in spending per pu- pu- excuse me per pupil next year, thanks to historic increases in educational spending in the state budget. All I hear from the corporate industry called public education is they. They don't have enough of our taxpayer dollars. Battle Creek Inquirer, which is a far left paper, they said last July there's historic, quote, historic increase in educational spending in the state budget. Quote, end quote. So there's a lot of money, all supposed to be paid by, I guess, future generations slushing around out there. I'm just looking for something here. Oh, yeah, here it is. I knew I had it here. Michigan lawmakers also voted yesterday to allocate $666.1 million in our funds for the General Motors electric vehicle project that's expected to create between 3,200 and 4,000 jobs. So, yesterday they voted to allocate $666.1 million to GM. Now, Whitmer and 43 out of the 51 Democrats in the state house won't let you get 27 cents off per gallon for the next 6 months at around 750 million but they will give 666 million to general motors again those of you with common sense what do you think do you think they care about you or they care about people who put money in their pockets see if they help you out that means nothing to them they get nothing out of it maybe other than a feel good bump for a little bit, but they help GM out, they'll sit there and say, look, we brought, let's cut it down the middle, not 3,200, not 4,000, we brought 3,600 jobs to Lansing, and it only cost us 600, cost you, 666.1 million. Ladies and gentlemen, that's $185,000 taxpayer dollars per job. If you take the state's estimate, which you know is going to be very high and bloated, but that's the state saying they'll create 3,200 to 4,000 jobs. I just split it down the middle to be fair 3,600 jobs, 3,600 jobs divided into 666.1 million is $185,000 a job that these politicians used your money. To buy what? Good Press? 269-441-9595. You listen to Live with Rank. We'll be right back after this. You listen to Live with Rank. I appreciate that very, very much. Dueling portraits emerge as domestic terror trial begins. And Whitmer... Kidnap case. Well, she was never the alleged... Kidnap case. So there was opening statements yesterday in the trial, I think it's in Grand Rapids, of four men who were accused of plotting to kidnap her. And it offered contrasting narratives, of course. So here they are. Prosecutors described them as violent extremism by men predisposed to kidnapping the governor, while defense lawyers faulted what they characterized as an FBI team of rogue agents and snitches who orchestrated a conspiracy and entrapped the alleged plotters. Now, usually I would sit there and say, of course, this is what the defense is going to say. They got to do something. But in this case, I actually believe that the prosecutors have to prove that that didn't happen. Because as I spoke to you guys before... There were were as many or more FBI agents and their um, whistleblowers or whatever, their spies, whatever they put in there. Then there were these four or no, seven. Originally it was seven people who were going to do this. And then we find out one of their lead investigators attempted to murder his wife. By slamming her head into a nightstand at home because she didn't like the orgy he made her go to. And she had the audacity to speak up to him saying she didn't like it when they got home. So if that guy can do that, and he was choking her too, and the only reason she went free is because he grabbed her him where uh, it hurts. Now you ask yourself, if that guy can do that to his wife, what is he going to do to these guys? And he's not even, I don't even know if he's in prison for doing that or where it's at these days. So it finally has started. We'll see where it goes. Uh, I think we all know where it's going to go, wherever the state wants it to go. Oh, here's some talk, talk about going somewhere. Headline again. Be very careful of anything you read in the media. Anything. M. Lives. Malachi Barrett writes this as a headline: "Michigan Republicans flock to Florida fundraiser hosted by Trump." So I thought, "Wow!" When I see the word "flock" used, thinking there's a lot of them. A good amount. Well, who was that? Well, three candidates for governor, two I never heard of, one secretary of state, and two for U.S. House seats. So according to Malachi Barrett of M-Lies News, three, four, six people going to Florida for a fundraiser is flocking to Florida. See, they count on their readers not being that bright and just reading the headline and moving forward. And maybe there are a lot. I mean, they do it for a reason. So maybe there aren't very bright people, a, a number of bright people who are reading this guy. And they'll only read the headline and then move on. Now, if there were like 20, I would have agreed with him. If there was 15, I probably would have agreed with him. But six, and I bring this to your attention to once again, one of my goals in life until I'm done with radio or radio is done with me is to inform you guys how bad it is with with the media. And it's only gotten worse. I've told this story since I've gotten into radio. My friends and coworkers who knew me prior to getting into radio, Asked me, what is it like? What is it like every day being able to get on the radio and, you know, being this, that, or the other thing, and people writing and doing commercials about you and whatever? And I said, it surprised me. Two things surprised me. One is politics is much dirtier. much more corrupt, much more everything is decided before it even goes to a vote than I ever thought. And the second was how bad the media is. And it's only gotten 10 times worse over these years. Worser. I apologize for that. 10 times worse over the years that I've been doing this. It is so bad. I used to be a person who believed local news and believed news in general. I just would never thought they would lie to us. But they do. They do lie to us. 269-441-9595. And it's not getting any better, unfortunately. I wrote a piece the other day. Or no, today. I'm checking something here. Please give me a second to check something. Because, uh, no, that's what it is. All right. Let's just check it. I wrote a, p- a piece, published it this morning, titled, Where Does Michigan's Own Representative Rashida Tlaib Think inflation comes from. It's a hoop And I started off with a very simple definition for inflation, and that is there are too many dollars chasing too few goods. Now, every economist worth the paper their degrees or degree is printed on would confirm that. Anyone who is an honest person knows that prices on all goods have been increasing at an alarming rate. Back last month, our inflation rate was calculated to be 7.5%, the highest in 45, excuse me, 40 years. I think when Trump left office, it was in the one or two. And you would think no one, no one in their right mind could deny that inflation is occurring. Even the government. The dear government says inflation is occurring. That 7.5 number is the government's number. The new number is supposed to come out. I don't know if it's today or tomorrow, and it's supposed to be much worse. And that's prior to this whole Russian thing. So I think every honest person can agree that prices have gone up tremendously. We've seen them with our own eyes. Pay for them out of our own pockets. And we know that it's inflation. Well, that's not what Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib believes. She believes that none of the policies of her Democratic Party, including the injection of $1.9 trillion. Now, I'm going to explain to you what $1.9 trillion is. One nine zero, zero 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 Zero, zero, zero dollars into our economy back in March of 2021 for the world's largest COVID-19 slush fund, otherwise affectionately known as the American Rescue Plan. No, inflation didn't occur because of the policies. Now, I understand some inflation was going to come. It's the amount that we're talking about. I'm not saying no inflation would have occurred if Trump was in office but i don't believe or i believe it wouldn't be like it is today now a consensus of economists all agreed that the economy was coming back at the time that they the democrats passed that bill and those funds were not needed also the consensus of non tv economists also believe that the bill of the 1.9 trillion dollars was the straw that broke the inflation damn open. Now, one of the most intelligent, excuse me, I take that back. One of the most intellectually challenged members of our Congress, Rashida Tlaib, believes there is absolutely no affle- inflation occurring today in the United States. True. Not only am I going to give you the words that she said after. This quick break. I'll play the. Oh man, do I have the audio? Audio? I just, I just think I screwed up. Now I just think about it. Ah, it's in. It's. How do I not have the audio of the piece that I published? It's in the piece I wrote. So uh, I will certainly give you the words and see if I can try to do that quickly. You listen to live with Rank, and we'll be right back after this on what. The most intellectually challenged or one of the most intellectually challenged members of Congress believes uh, where these high prices are coming from. They're not coming from inflation. Hey, you're listening to Live with Rank. Yes, you are. And we are live. I was talking about this piece I published this morning. Where does Michigan's own representative Rashida Talib think inflation comes from? It's a hoop. Now, I said it up prior to the last break. I told you that she doesn't believe it has anything to do with the policies of her party. She actually doesn't believe inflation is actually occurring. She doesn't believe that it has anything to do with the injection of $1.9 trillion, which I told you is 1,900,000 into our economy back in March 21st, March of 2021, I should say. It has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with economists back then seeing the economies coming back, do not inject any more money into it. Not, that was the consensus of non-TV economists. has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with corporations. It's their fault. She said, quote, the pandemic has been great for the richest Americans who have lined their pockets and doubled their wealth. Corporations have the nerve to blame inflation while consolidating their market power and raising the prices of essential goods and services. For me, this is not inflation. It's extortion. And here she is in her own words.
0: As you know, the pandemic has been, uh, you know, great for the richest Americans who have lined their pockets and doubled their wealth during the pandemic.
1: As we all know, corporations have the nerve to blame inflation while consolidating their market power and raising the price of essential goods and services while working people put the bill. For me, this is not inflation, it's extortion. Meanwhile, the same corporations who are gouging prices on consumers, on our neighbors, have been engaging in what we call the major stock buybacks. When corporations funnel their record earnings into stock buybacks, Madam Chair, that's money that they're not allocating towards capital investment, research, and development. So, you know, Dr. Mabud, just listening to your testimony has been really interesting to understand some of these trends. One of the things <clears throat> that I think we haven't looked so at. So you get now, the idea what's happening now. Know. You heard what she said, right? And by the way, talking about stock, buy, uh, stock buybacks, she probably doesn't even know what it means, but. And in an exchange with economist Mark Zandi, who is a leftist economy economist, excuse me, works with the left and all their parties, he even called her connection between increasing prices and stock buybacks as "quote tenuous at best," end quote. But here's something a little bit deeper. I want to point out to you guys. That if she believes that there is no inflation, just corporations charging more, she then believes that capitalism no longer exists in the United States. Because if there was capitalism in the United States, the market forces would drive down prices through competition. Why do you think unions don't want other unions to compete against them here in Michigan? They had that written into the law. They don't like competition. Why do you think they try to have this, um, what is it called, prevailing wage? Because they don't want to compete against other people. They're afraid of competition. Why? Because competition will bring down prices. So if she truly believes what she just said and you heard her, then she's saying capitalism no longer exists here in the United States. Now, you know where I'm going to go next? Because Rashida also argues that capitalism is rampant throughout the United States, along with systemic racism. So as I wrote in my piece, Rashida, we cannot have capitalism that is rampant throughout the entire U.S. and not have capitalism, which would have all corporations charge whatever they want for their products and services. Which one is it? Is capitalism rampant through the United States or not? So I wonder if all these brilliant national media people who have access or they will talk to will bring that up. I wonder if you'll see that analysis anywhere else. Because she's trying to say there is no capitalism in the United States because... You can't say it's corporations charging exorbitant amount of money for their products or services. It's not inflation. We don't have inflation. It's extortion. And believe that capitalism is here. But 99% of the other time, she's always complaining how bad capitalism is here. And it's everywhere. I think you guys understand where I'm coming from. I'm hoping that you guys will take that piece and share it as in many social media sites as possible so people will see that contrast. That I don't think I've seen anywhere on its reporting yet. They just do the straight reporting. When it comes to the left, they just do straight reporting, the media. They don't do opinion reporting like they do when it comes to the right. For instance, saying six people going to Florida is... Republicans flocking to Florida. See, that's opinion by someone who's supposed to be a reporter. We have Kevin Rinkey coming up right after this. You're listening to The Live with Rank Show.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you.